Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We welcome you to Laguna Presbyterian Church. Let's turn and greet one another. On each one of the pews, there is a friendship pad. It is a black folder. It's near the center aisle, and we'd love to have you fill it out and let us know that you're here tonight, whether you're visiting or whether you're regularly here with us. Uh, there are no announcements within the bulletin. We've put some of those announcement sheets by the door that list some of the activities that this congregation offers, and you are welcome to be part of any of them. We have things for parents and for children and for people who no longer have children at home, and you are very welcome to be part of that. So if you would like to pick those up or check out our website, we'd love to have you involved in any of those. Uh, next Sunday, we will have our regular services at 8.30 and at 10 o'clock instead of the schedule that we have today, and we welcome you to be part of that anytime. Let's turn our hearts to the Lord. Tonight, with Christians around the world, we turn our eyes toward Bethlehem and our hearts. We've had a beautiful day here in Laguna. The sun has been shining, the wind has died down, and hopefully the fires are going away. And uh, the news from Bethlehem was that it was uh, overcast, cold, and raining. So I, I think I'll take this weather rather than the Bethlehem weather. But it's really good to see you all tonight. This is the day the Lord has made, and we are rejoicing in it as we remember that the light of God's love and justice and peace has shined into the darkness of our world for the sake of transforming all of us and creating the kingdom of God on earth. So we are here tonight to celebrate that reality. Let us pray together. Lord, we do turn our hearts to you. We are so grateful that we are numbered amongst your children and you call us to come and worship you, to join with shepherds and angels, with wise men, to follow the star, the light that you placed in the sky, to lead us to Bethlehem, to the birth of the Prince of Peace, the God of love and justice. Bless us as we worship you, in Jesus' name, amen.
Join me in the responsive call to worship that you'll find printed inside of your bulletin. All is well. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in the land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Glory be to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward those he favors. For unto us is born a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. So let us stand and sing together.
to confession. We were heavy with sorrow, but joy interrupted. We were deep in the night, but a star appeared. We were silent with sadness, but the heavens rang and the splendor shone around them. When the time had fully come, God sent his son, Emmanuel. So let us pray. O oh God, in the beginning you spoke, and creation was born, the object of your loving care. In the fullness of time you spoke, and the word became flesh, Jesus, gift of your love. We wonder at the miracle of creation. We stand in awe before the mystery of the incarnation. Forgive us earthbound creatures, feeble in faith, empty of hope, lacking in love. This year, let the miracle and mystery of Christmas happen for us again. We wait upon you with ready hearts, O God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, as we pray to you in the silence. For we pray through Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. My friends, do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. Authority rests upon his shoulders. In Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, our sins are forgiven, and so together we proclaim, thanks be to God. Amen.
Our gospel lesson this evening is from John chapter 1, a follow-on to Psalm 97 that says, Light has dawned upon the righteous. The gospel of John is all about a witness to the light that has shined into our darkened world. John 1, the prologue of the gospel. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and without Him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John, John the Baptist. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen His glory, the glory as of a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified to Him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received, grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God the only Son who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. My wife likes to watch YouTube on our television. And the other night she found um, one of the old versions of The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And he was one of my favorites, and he was a very much younger man when, when this was videoed. And he had two comedians with him that night, two of my favorites, George Carlin and Flip Wilson. And they did a Saturday night skit, a presentation, if you will, of the evening news. Of course, it was fake news. And they moved the news from one person to another. And finally it came time for the weather report. And George, George Car- Carlin did the weather report. And he did it with almost total lack of any sort of enthusiasm. Sitting there 
with his red hair and his thick glasses on, in a monotone voice, this is what he reported about the weather for that particular day. At sundown this evening, it will be getting dark. <laughs> At midnight tonight, it will be dark. At 4 a.m. in the morning, it'll be dark. And if you're awake when the sun rises in the morning, there will be flashes of light through the dark sky. And not many people left. Because how could one present the evening weather report in any more boring way than he did? It caused me to understand a bit why uh, the channel stations, the cables, uh, now have um, the weather people as the weather women scantily dressed in order to make the weather report more sexy and to get attention of people. They were talking about something I think very important about the weather, about the diurnal weather are rhythms built into nature itself. 24-hour days. The sun rises. The sun sets. Darkness sets in. We love the day, the light. We work in the light. And at night, we rest. And there's that rhythm. And the book of Genesis in the Old Testament begins with this rhythm. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form, and it was void. And darkness was upon the deep, and the wind hovered over the deep. And it was in that context that God said, let there be light. And there was light the first day. And it was good. I love that, how the Bible begins with that message about light and darkness, both good, both created by God, the daylight in which to work and to go about our activities, the nighttime in which to sleep and to rest. And Thank God for rest. Thank God that God rested on the seventh day after all of his labors and declared everything that he had made as very good. Not a scientific account of creation, but a theological confession or affirmation of faith in God the Creator. Somehow after the fall of man and the brokenness of human life that came, the humans began to think that in the darkness there was something sinister. And we began to be afraid of the dark. I remember as a little boy having dreams about something in the night, in the dark. And I would cry out to my mom. And the moment that I heard her feet hit the floor and the light switch in the hallway go on, I began to, uh, to, to relax 
and to realize that everything was going to be okay because the source of love and light was there in my life. Thank God for her. We something, see something out of the ordinary in the night sky and we begin to make all kinds of conjectures. Did you see the SpaceX launching of the satellite, the 10 telecom satellites on Friday evening at 5.30? If you didn't, you can watch it on television or online from Vandenberg Base. They fired this missile to launch these satellites. And it was a streak of light about 5.30 p.m. And it seemed to explode as those 10 satellites burst off to go into low earth orbit. And then in the night sky, what formed was seemingly the shape of a whale. And people were stopping everywhere, even on the L.A. freeways. And with their iPhones videoing the sky. But what was interesting to me, listening into some of those conversations that were posted, was that all kinds of things were projected upon the heavens. It's the end of the world. It's a nuclear attack. And Elon Musk, who owns SpaceX, decided he would tease his audience a bit, and he tweeted the message, Nuclear aliens, UFOs, North Korea. And I thought to myself, you know, that's not, that's not exactly totally funny because there's a lot of anxiety in our time about such scenarios. Several years ago, we put a new driveway in our house. A long driveway goes out to the street. And one of the problems we've had for years with our driveway was it didn't have any lights on it. And at night, I would come back from the dog walks and it'd be so dark, I couldn't see my way hardly in the driveway. So we decided to put individual solar-powered lights along the driveway. And it was wonderful. We had a new post box. And we could see how to get to the post box even. And then someone came along in the middle of the night and out of the darkness stole about half of our solar lights. I thought to myself, this is what happens in the night. Darkness. I reported it to the police. Nothing happened. After conjecturing about putting video cameras around our post office box and getting a picture of everyone who walked by my post box, decided that was foolish and Kay instead gave me a small little flashlight with a very bright light on it. Duh. <laughs> I could come in from my walk and get the trash cans in on Tuesday evening in the dark and then find my way back out to the lock on the post box and get that small little key 
in that little hole there and open it up and retrieve the mail. There's something about the dark, the night, that frightens us. Look what the psalmist wrote. Even though I walk through a very dark valley, I will fear no evil. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. The good news of the psalmist, the Lord, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom will I be afraid if the Lord is light to lighten my way? Light will dawn upon the righteous. And I love it when I come to that verse in Psalm 119, praying through that psalm that says, Your word is a light or a lamp upon my path. And I can see through the darkness with your word and with your light that illumines the pathway ahead of me. And Isaiah the prophet said, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Upon them light has shined and brought joy and hope to them. That witness of the Bible to the light came to fulfillment in the New Testament witness that John makes. That in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God and nothing came into being except through this Word of God. And what came into being in Him was life, and His life was the light of the world. The darkness tries to extinguish the light, but has never been able to. And by eight chapters later, in the Gospel of John, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The light of life. And there are two words that just capture my attention from John 1 about the light. The light that shines into the darkness of our world. And this is not just the sort of the, the darkness of the cosmos, but I'm talking about the world that is fallen, a world in which evil lurks, a world in which people follow their own narcissistic tendencies and do their own thing without reference to other people. The Gospel of John says that it was the light of God's grace that shined into this dark world, and that's exactly the kind of light I need tonight and that you need. Grace, God's unconditional acceptance, Grace, God's unconditional forgiveness. God's grace that does not condemn us because of our weakness, our brokenness, our sin, but simply comes into our life to illumine our darkness, to bring healing to our own inner darkness that is within us. It's not just a matter of learning to embrace your own inner darkness or shadow but it is, has to do with being transformed by the power of God's light, and only grace can do that. 
And I think John knew what he was doing when he put the saying of Jesus, I'm the light of the world, right after the story of the woman who was caught in an act of sin, of adultery, and was brought by some religious hypocrites to Jesus to ask Jesus what he would do and what he would say. Was it legitimate to keep the law and to stone this woman because of her sin? And all Jesus did was get on his knees and write in the sand. We don't know what he wrote. But he said to the men, he who is without sin, let him cast the first stone. And one by one, the men began to drop their stones and to walk away from the woman until there was no one. And Jesus asked the woman, where are your accusers? And she says, I don't know. They've all gone. And his word to the woman was, then neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. That's grace. That is a surprise. That captures our attention. That is the message of good news that the world needs tonight because we live in a darkened world where we have lost our way and if grace does not save us, then nothing can. The light of grace. But also the light of truth. The law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Truth. Truth in the marketplace. We used to believe that in the marketplace of a democratic society that truth would stand up and make itself known and would be self-authenticating. But now we have so much fake news and so many truths It's hard to know what the truth is, even what the facts are. I love what I think is an apple commercial that runs frequently on television. It's a picture of an apple in the middle of the screen, and it says, this is an apple. Fact. This is an apple. It doesn't matter whether you're looking at it from the left or from the right. This is an apple. And surely we can agree to this fact. And in many ways, this is the way it is with God's truth that shines into our world. And what is that truth about? Light and truth can be used interchangeably from the Greek. Light is truth, and light is personal, and truth is personal. In Jesus Christ, this is not an abstract notion about grace or truth. Rather, this is grace and truth revealed in the person of Jesus who incorporates everything that God intended Israel to be and what He wants His people to be. And it is the message that we are called to love God with the totality of our being because God first loved us and made atonement for our sins. We are called to love one another because God loved us just as we are, forgave us of our sins, affirmed us with His word of forgiveness, and called us to a new beginning in following Jesus. This is truth. And it stands at the center of the marketplace of our world that is given into power, to narcissism, to selfishness, to hatred, to the darkness 
And what our world needs tonight is a community that stretches around the world that believes in God's grace and truth and has had its heart set afire with the light of heaven so that people may see the light of God shining in our lives and in our community, working for the transformation of our world, moving it from death to life, from despair to hope, from hatred to love. This is what our world needs tonight, and this is why we are here. It's why Christians are gathered, along with all good people, who come to the house of God, we come here because we know that we need our lives built on a firm foundation. And that firm foundation is the grace and love of God and the truth of God revealed in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And John says, for all who welcomed him, to all who showed Jesus hospitality, who believed in his name, he gave the power to become children of God who were born not of the flesh or of blood or of human will, but born of God. Could it be that this Christmas Eve would be a time in which each of us would be reborn and renewed in the grace and truth of God? What a gift we would be to our families tonight to our brothers and sisters, to our husbands and wives, to our children and grandchildren, to the life of the nation. If we were to discover tonight the depth of reality that is deeply anchored in the love and truth of God. May God give us grace to see with our eyes and to hear with our ears and to join in that great chorus of praise to God for the light that has shined and is shining and promises to shine into the new creation in which there will no longer be a sun because there Christ himself will be the light of the new Jerusalem. Thanks be to God. Join with me in prayer. Sober us with the message of your word. Fill us with hope. When we've come to the end of ourselves and do not have a human capacity to either accept, forgive, or to love, to somehow surrender to the gift that comes that energizes all good work and all loving and truth. Forgive us wherein we have failed, and surely we all have. Save us from contributing to the darkness. Open us up so that the wicks of our hearts can be alive to the glory of God. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We present our evening offering, our Christmas offering.
Holy child of Bethlehem, we bring you these gifts with hearts full of gratitude tonight, for you came to live amongst us, Lord of the universe, restrained in swaddling clothes, Savior of all, cradled in the arms of your mother, Prince of Peace, born into a world so weary of conflict. Tonight, in the midst of wars and rumors of war, you long for peace on earth as the angels promised, a peace that is broader and deeper than the end of war. O Son of the Most High, have mercy on planet Earth. Wherever there is darkness, wherever there is hatred, wherever there is pain, wherever there is fear, wherever there is no hope, come with healing in your wings. Bring your peace on earth and goodwill amongst us all. Use us and use these gifts for your purposes in this world, even as we pray for the day when your will is done on earth as in heaven as you have taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. tradition here at Laguna Presbyterian on Christmas Eve of uh, leaving by all exits after our services are finished. And uh, as we leave, you'll receive a candle, and we hope that you will join with us out in the Rose Garden on the front of the church, 
where we will uh, encircle and sing together silent night, holy night, and to lift up our candles to let the light shine into the darkness of our world. Thanks be to God. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And then he said to his disciples, you are the light of the world. Let your light shine so that people, all people will see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. God is light. Be a people of light in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you.